Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the, well, actually, a, a new edition of the Cantina Emekis podcast. Newly branded. I think it's a good name. I think it's going to stick. It's going to work for us. It's going to work for you, too, because it's a name that you uh, that you can remember. Why did we make the change? Well, I'll let uh, other people uh, get into detail of that, but with... Uh, now that uh, the Los Acero curse was broken in Columbus, that was a good enough reason to move on from the name. So we thank you for joining us nonetheless. My name is John Jagu. With us, a distinguished panel of guests, as always. So uh, let's get right to it. Uh, gentlemen who our technical director puts everything together here on the show, sends out the tweets, the invites, makes sure everything gets all hooked up and pointed in the right direction. Over in Kyle, because we're both we are both bracing for a massive cold front that's going to make the temperatures here in Texas possibly dip, and you know this is very scary for us down here. Understand? Maybe below freezing for like six hours on Thursday morning. That's that's how cold it's going to get here in Central Texas. Of course, I'm talking about Albert and Chiquis Campa. Albert, how are you? And I'm doing good. Yeah, ready to ha- go ahead. Ready, ready to talk some uh, some serious business with uh, yeah. Liga MX Femenini. <laughs> now, I am, I am, I'm, I understand that that you are in in the in the cybersecurity business, correct? Oh yes, yes. And how many Liga MX teams have you have you hacked? Oh, that would be that would be zero. Uh Oh. So, so no, even league though, even though uh, their, their presence is very, very weak. Uh, so it's, you know, sort of hard. They're, they're, they're living through obscurity. That's something we need to talk about. The, but we'll, we'll get into that a, a little bit later, but thank you for, uh, for joining. Of course, thank you for putting all this together, Albert. We, 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 we couldn't do it without you. Yeah, no problem. Out in uh, California, we have the California. See, this is, this is going to be a good show tonight. We have, we have Texas against California. You know, people that, that, that eat breakfast tacos and people who have no idea what breakfast tacos are. So <laughs> we, have two, we have two California contingents. Out in, uh, in South Central, we have Joel Aceves. Joel, John, who, how are you, sir? It's South L.A. now. We're, South we're L.A., getting, did you move? We're, we're getting slowly gentrified. Oh, it's no, no, the, the, the central part got removed a while back. Really? Yes, sir. You should have said like, something. You should have said, I've been, I've been saying South Central for, for over a year. <laughs> They're trying to shake off that image of, um, you know, the gang image. Yeah. So, so again, my, 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 my monthly question, <laughs> what have you had more of in, in, in your neighborhood, drive-bys or Starbucks openings? Yeah, and it's, it's been more Starbucks. Wow. It's, except for the last, the last podcast when there was some shooting. <laughs> it was during the podcast even. Yeah, that was that was like well, you know, you when those, when those hipsters get a you know drink that their... was that was some of the most captivating uh, radio yeah that that I've caught because I wasn't I was like not on the show and I remember hearing it and it's just I kept going I kept rewinding by fifteen seconds uh, on on the iTunes because <laughs> it was pretty entertaining stuff. <laughs> Daniel, thank you very much for that. Uh, of course, Daniel Preciado joins us from Oceanside, California. It gets below freezing at Oceanside occasionally too, doesn't it, Daniel? Well, technically, I'm in Escondido, but uh, which is about 
15 or so, 20 or so miles uh, east, Ugh. inland. Right. Uh, and yes, we get plenty of, uh, we get, well, I don't know about plenty, but we get several, several days where, where it does get uh, below freezing. This whole week it's been in, in the, it's been getting down into the low, thir- uh, high 30s. Right. So are are little, you up little, in elevation? Are you in elevation? No. Are you like, no? No, I don't, under a thousand. Yes, okay. it's not, no, we're not quite at the foothills quite yet. I see. Well, th- well, it's uh, good that you're on with us. I know that one of the topics we want to broach tonight are some of the moves that uh, Santos is making and who they're making them with. So uh, we'd love to get uh, our, our our Santos correspondent on the uh, on the case. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll hear your, your 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 very valid opinions about that a little bit later. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. And 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 thank you for that for the nice words about the, the uh, <laughs> about the drive by. I guess. <laughs> It's kind of weird to say yeah, that's, that's, that was the best part of the show. I, I didn't say it was the so. best part. I just said it was a, it was a pretty entertaining <laughs> piece of radio. Oh, well, I mean, that's well, real life. You. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's and a, uh, yeah. speaking completely honest, one of the um, there's this uh, one of the sports shows that I listen to still from LA. Uh, they uh, they they become kind of famous for for their coverage of uh, of um, uh, the, those high speed pursuits. They're they're right. play by play, so they'll stop the the whole sports thing and then just do play by play on the on the high speed chase and and I gotta say, man, like I, I was like parked in my car, like parked outside already in the car, and just because I had to hear, I had to see how, how I had to hear how it, how it finished. So this kind of thing, it, it's 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 entertaining, man. Except for the guy getting shot. <laughs> well, yes, yes. <laughs> Or, or 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 the cars getting t boned? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, did did somebody get shot, or did they just get shot at? No, this was. Uh, it, it's it's actually a house across the street from where I live, and it's it's this family of of cholos, man. They've been there for they've been there for years, man, and they're just you know they're always causing problems. Right. Usually. I mean, or attracting them because, uh, you know, fortunately they never shoot back. But I mean, they they know if they did, they would be they would have problems, you know. Right. Just when the police came to investigate, and uh, there was there was bullet holes on the other sides, or you know. But be grateful that you're not their next door neighbor and you're across the street. Yeah. No. You know, their next door neighbors actually. Um, it's one of those houses where they, where um, they do the renovations and for like live TV. Okay. Like like. Uh, they like flip homes have, and stuff. No, no, the other one. Like you have some type of sob story, and then um, they. Oh, okay. Like, Is there a sob story that you live next to a bunch of cholos? No, nah, it was it was actual yeah. sob story. It was uh, I think their son, their son was in the military and and he was uh, killed in action. And uh, they left like the grandparents with all these kids, and uh, they they came and they, you know, rebuilt their home like a big two story home. Joel, we need to work on your on your on your soft story so that they can start flipping your house too. You have the most interesting neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it is, it, is, it is quite the quite the cross section of America, isn't it? There? You know, you know what? Uh, I think Dan would like it. Uh, I'll need Cheekies to come and set up a a camera for live feed 
because there's a methadone clinic. So basically, <laughs> basically just few few hundred feet away, and uh, all the crazies, man, they all they all hang out right outside of my house. Well, well, Betha would love to visit visit me at my at my yeah. house. Uh, it's it's practically I'm practically on holy ground. I, I live across the street from a very big Christian church. Oh, <laughs> let us pray. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, gentlemen, uh, let's uh, now that we've introduced everyone. Here. Yeah, endeth the lesson. Now that we've uh, <laughs> introduced everybody. Let's uh, jump right into our uh, topics for this evening, and thank you guys for for, for joining us. And uh, we appreciate everyone listening on live on YouTube right now, and of course you listen to, to this and previous editions of. Well, I guess this is the first edition of the Cantina and Mekis, but of course you can listen to the previous editions of the Los Acero Football Podcast as well, on at the Podcast Center on iTunes. So, uh, thank you guys. For I didn't us. realize. Yes, I didn't realize today was the first uh, official day, man. All right. Yeah. Well, with the new name, cool. Yeah, it had uh, it had to happen, and of course we thank Joel Joel Aceves for coming up with the name. Chinky's forgot a... to change the avatar. I haven't got it, man. You haven't sent it to me. <laughs> it was the same one you use for Twitter. Oh, <laughs> Roger that. Yeah. So uh, that's true. Let's. Uh, Let's jump right in. Of course, we have to talk about the Liguilla. We have a final, which is going to be played. Uh, you know, it's kind of like college football. You know, we, we know who's going to be in the final. Now we're going to take a month off, and we're going to go ahead and play the game. Uh, actually, they're taking a couple of weeks off, and it'll be between Tigres and America. Frankly, it uh, should be no surprise to anyone. Uh, Tigres and America over the past uh, two or three years, probably four years if you think about it, uh, have been uh, consistently the best teams in Liga Mekis, and uh, this is the third final in which they're going to meet. Uh, Tigres has uh, also played uh, Santos twice in finals, uh, lost one, won one, and they've played Pumas in the final, and they won that. So they've they've been playing a lot of finals. They played the Libertadores final uh, as well, uh, and you know the reason for that is because they're a good team, and the the reason America is here is because they're a good team. Uh, they, they they have a a very nice uh, backbone of players that they've been able to uh, shuffle pieces in and out, and it's still working for them. And uh, so there, it's the two best teams in Liga Mekis for the past few years. Is this a, is, is this a surprise? Should anybody be surprised that these teams are in the final? Cool. No, no. I think the, the squad has, you know, definitely they have the strongest squad, arguably. Um, and America has been, you know, building for this moment. Uh, Centenario that's been there, you know, and, and they even said it like because uh, their fans were. They were upset that for the Centenario, they didn't have a, you know, <laughs> they didn't have like a a game against against a known opponent, or they or they didn't sign. I feel dirty talking over that. Are <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> they? they Um, <laughs> they, you know, the, the fans are expecting like a big celebration. They wanted a match against a known team. Um, they wanted, you know, a, a big name player to come in, and they they had none of that. And uh, I, I remember one of the I don't know if it was the coach or the directivo at the time, and and they said, uh, 
you know, their celebration is going to be, you know, winning cups. And this is, this is it. Yeah. So yeah. America's gotten here because they've, you know, the, 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 the one constant, you know, who is the, what is the one constant regardless of how, you know, of how good they're playing and how pretty it is and, you know, how much, you know, that they have to, you know, that they have, you know, whatever it is that, that, that they have to do to, in order to, to make them a, a fully accredited America team. Unfortunately, we don't have our America expert here to uh, give us the, what it says specifically in the bylaws on, on what makes, what makes an America team a great America team. So we don't, we don't have that information available to us tonight. But the, the one constant has been Ricardo Pelaez. He is, uh, you know, in my opinion, over the past, you know, 10 years at least, uh, one of the strongest GMs that, uh, that is in Liga MX. Ab- absolutely. And, 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 and he gets, he should, he should get full responsibility. He should get full credit for what, for their success. And, you know, John, it's surprising to see a lot of fans, uh, a lot of America fans, you know, talk bad about him. And it's like, they, they must be recent. They must be recent fans because, uh, America hasn't been this consistent. You probably have to go back to the 80s, to their golden era. There's no to question. Find, to find an America that consistent. And, uh, and and we're talking about now, I would say overall, the league, the league has become more competitive with, with you know, uh, big, big companies picking up teams and investing, investing more. Because before, uh, America was known as, like, they even called them Los Millonarios. You know, they would always spend the most. But now you have, like, Monterrey, Tigres, you know, outspending, uh, you know. Yeah, and they were the, and they were the, the teams that were the, uh, the biggest proponents of the, uh, the Tenet rule, the, 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 the Monterrey, Monterrey teams. So I guess, I guess we're, we're, we're seeing somewhat of the fruit of that uh, with with Tigres. Now, one thing that that's always uh, I've always wondered about if uh, if if Gignac's shot in in Saint Denis against Portugal goes six inches to the right, you know he 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 gets the winner at the at the Eurocopa. Would would Tigres have been able to have kept him had had he scored that goal, or do you think that he would have someone would have made a stupid offer and they would have like offered like thirty million bucks or whatever it was? Would they have, would they have kept them if if, they, if that goal goes in, or or would they have sold them? Yes, for the right was, price, he would they would have sold them for, for for the for the right price. Yeah, they would have had to have right, and he, and yeah. he would probably would have would have been totally fine with it. Yeah, I understand, guys. Yeah, I mean, no, I think he was. I think he'd be loyal, man. I think he loves. You think so? He you think he would with, with the Mexican culture? They loved him back. He did the uh, locos y libres sign and everything, so he was. I think he would have tried everything to stay a little longer. Of course, if money talks and if that's what he, you know, right. is most important to him, then he probably would. Bail, well, but. especially if the team is pushing for it. I mean, if they get a ridiculous offer, they're like, "Hey, man, we love you, but look." Well, yeah, I mean, I, people, you know, I understand is, is that there is a cut for the player that is negotiated into the into the transfer fee. You know, the standard is like ten percent, but they say, "Hey, man, if, you know, if this happens, we'll give you." a I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying the money is the only reason, but I mean, you know, they can certainly, you know, work with him. But Tigres does in, have in that that makes money, so I don't, I don't think they, you know, 
I don't think they'll be motivated as much than than the type than what uh, Gignac would bring or having a player of his caliber. Uh, you know how it will put the team in the spotlight. They're at an all-time high. They've never been this this huge with this guy, and without him this season, they wouldn't have they, they wouldn't have gotten to where they're at. They wouldn't have made the past of the. Yeah, but they were also like last time they were this consistently good. I mean, it was I mean I was a kid. It was a long time ago. So they have been this good before for an extended period. But they aren't the only one. Actually, they did one. Maybe did they win two? The last time I remember they hit was when Gaetan was with the, that. That team was pretty good. Yeah, but they weren't like 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 winning championships. Good. I mean, I'm talking about back back then. They were they were, and uh, that was when when Tomas Boy was their their captain. That's how long it's been since they were this good. So you're absolutely right. It's a, they've, they've been a very inconsistent team for the money that they spend on players. Yeah, so but you know, outside of Gignac, though, you know they've actually been very reasonable with uh, with their with their purchase, not as reasonable as Pelas. I think that that's one of the things that, that maybe, you know, it drives some America fans a little crazy is, is that he's not getting, you know, he's getting good players that have, that have played well in Liga and Mackey's instead of getting, you know, good players that have. I think part of the, I think part of the beef um, and I could kind of understand it is that America's supposed to be the, 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 the big dog, the, the king, you know, and the, the most powerful team, the most popular team. And they're kind of – I don't know if they're getting outshined, but on some level they are as far as signing the big players like the teams. Yeah, but, but the only thing that should matter to them is, 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 is who gets the shiny thing at the end. Uh, I'm with you on there. I, 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 as, I, I, I think it's, it warrants maybe a, a – some some minor bitching, but no, nothing. The fact that they're competing and actually winning most of their finals. I mean, that's and that's I'd say that's the advantage that America has over Tigres is that they seem to be winning the, those finals a lot more than Tigres. Yeah, Tigres. Well, they did lose when they played uh, two years ago in the uh, Apertura 2014. Tigres and and and, and America played it, and America had no problem dispatching Tigres. It was it was a pretty uh, pretty effortless. Uh, Win win for them to win. Uh, I think that was with Turco, if I'm not mistaken. Do you don't think Tuca's job would be in jeopardy at all if they lose How this final? How could it? How could it? You know, Tuca, we never we, we didn't make a final in 20 years. You you you've made four in the past three. You know, we got to <laughs> let you go. There's yeah, no but there's way. A lot of, but there's a lot of people who who think it's a lot of it is the players. Well, all I know is, is that the guy who had been quote unquote asleep. For the past, I guess for the past season, he didn't get that many goals. Goes and sees a hypnotist. How much of that is true? I have no idea. I don't really care. Re- regardless of whether he did or not, or, or whether it had any effect or not, the dude who has woken up and he has scored a truckload of goals in the postseason, and, and is 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 the reason why this should be considered a favorite. Because if he continues his hot streak, then uh, it's going to be game set and match pretty quickly. So. They've uh, w- w- whatever he did, it worked. How do y'all feel about that? If 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 a player has a ritual, or if he, you know, maybe has uh, some, you know, are, are you one of the the uh, as a fan say, man, you got to do whatever it takes to win, or do you like no, you gotta, you know, Chickies, how do where, where where do you land on that? I think you bring in whoever. 
whatever it takes to win. If you have certain players that are good, even though they might not like the club or might have other issues, you just bring them in and you take the risk for the for for the team to get a trophy. The goal is a trophy. It doesn't matter if the player is someone you like or the coach is someone that you, know, you like or is your you know friend. one thing that I will give uh, La Volpe the change in the way that America has has conducted itself. So, We lose you. You're breaking up, John. John. What was the question that he asked you, Beto? Oh, about uh, like if we bring in whoever, like not even if it's a controversial player or coach, do we just bring them in, or do we look out for other? Okay, um, so if so, along those lines, are you okay then if they bring in a player that's known for other types of um, tactics? If it doesn't, if he doesn't fit with the scheme that they have going, then maybe it's not a good idea. But well, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying more in the sense like, say this, say they have a, say you have a certain amount of money to spend on a particular player, you can't afford exactly what you want, but you figure, all right, maybe this guy um, can serve a, a serve a, a serve a purpose and, and and fit in a particular role where his job is to muck things up. He's he's the he's the guy that he's kind of like the villain of the team. Because um, I know that, correct me if I'm wrong, are you okay with the, the use of the dark arts, as John likes to call it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't care about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sort of a waste of a player, I think, if you're going to bring in someone like a Dennis Rodman or like a, it's not really that applicable, but uh, Peron from Pumas like a specialist defender or a specialist guy who's just going to rile people up and, and do that. I don't, I don't really agree with that, but if that's what works, um, the only player I think of immediately is like Dennis Rodman, who isn't really good at playing basketball, but he, he, he was effective with the teams he played with. So I, I agree with that sort of stuff. But like, <coughs> and the I'm excellent in soccer. I don't really see anyone because it's sort of like a waste of a position, a waste of a player on the field to, 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 to do that. Well, I'll think of someone like from the IMX. I mean, some some of the guys um, like Torrado. I mean, I, I know he wasn't just he he had like more aspects to, to his game. He wasn't just like a, a thug out there, but you know, his presence was known for that, though. I mean, to a large extent. Yeah, he had he had else. good he had good passing. He had uh, an occasional uh, shot, but but I think I him some... like him and Gattuso, you know, they're they're not the most like uh, talented of, of, of players, but they 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 do their part. And yeah, I think I, that... I think it works as long as you have other players around them to that are able to compensate for the, for whatever they lack. Gattuso is a good example. That's a that's a good thing you brought up 
Gatus is a good example. He was just like, he just tore everybody up and he wasn't really great anywhere else as far as scoring and or her ball handling and all of that. But he was really good at what he did and his purpose. So that's a good example. But uh, yeah, I think what what Joel was saying and what we were sort of talking about with America was uh, <laughs> was and I'll bring it up with uh, Johnny Rico was talking about on the on the Mexican soccer show this week about uh, about uh, about Turco being thrown out and uh, and wanting yeah. to have loyal loyal players, loyal coaches, you, and Pelaez you know, not being accepted. You know what, Tur- Turco, though, and, and it was, like, well-documented, he was just, he wasn't very respectful towards, like, Belias and, and some of the way that the club was. So he started jet-setting, and it just, you know, uh, the directiva didn't approve of that. So... Yeah, so that's yeah. that's my question, is is uh, if if the... If getting league titles is most important, then it doesn't. I mean, can you just no, let but, your ego go but, and then approve but, but of it? But anyway? the, the thing is, and, and I, I wrote I wrote about this in a big soccer. Is the whole thing where you have clubs where they let the coach have free reign, and they let the coach build a team, and and then when the coach gets fired or he leaves a new coach comes in and then they, they start the rebuilding process all over again. But but when you have like a, a good GM or they call him uh, like a sporting director, they, they change all these names in Mexico. And uh, like Belayas, he oversees the project. So so the coach is just part of it. And, and even though all these coaches have left, the squad has kind of maintained has maintained itself and and they remain very consistent. They haven't had to restart, you know. So no matter which coach came in, they had to be respectful of whatever project was already set in place. And and that was one of the uh, the media weren't weren't sure how it was going to work out with uh, La Volpe because La Volpe is used to having free reign. You know, he's he's a guy that that would tell people you can't. Talk to me about football because you don't know as much as I do. So what what can you really tell me? And uh, but but what the talk has been that he's been very respectful of of Pelias and that he's he's worked under. And I I've read interviews with uh, with Piojo, with Turco, and even Matosas. And in those interviews, they've all like, said the same thing that they had to have uh, you know Pelias approval. And he would tell them what they were planning to do, and he would he would have the final say. So I think that's one of the things happening now, where it's like I think he I think La Volpe had like he had a slice of humble pie. His career was was coming to a bitter end, you know. His he was being more known for the podologa, and and he had been in Jaguares where where Directiva owes money. And he was about to hang his his uh, you know trainer whistle, and uh, 
the America opportunity came in, he's it's like a lifeline for him. You know, if he wins, if he wins, that's gonna be what his second, his second league title, and he's gonna get to coach a close World Cup for the first time, probably play at Real Madrid. So, so you know, I, I was man, I was he he really landed. <laughs> I mean, he just kissed by like, an angel. He won. He won one of the scratchers. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I you can't think when, of a luckier when, guy. When he turned in his Liga Mekis punch card, he got the <laughs> he got the big yeah. fifty percent off. And you know what? Uh, uh, the guy that Yams was telling me because he's a he's a real big fan of uh, La Volpe, and uh, he told me if he was gonna, you know, how much longer he was gonna coach. And I'm like, if he wins at America, man, he, he just got like a 10-year renewal for Liga MX, <laughs> 10, 20 more years of, of you know. Well, he did say that he doesn't know if he even wants to coach next season. No, nope, I mean, that's that's if he doesn't win. I mean, if he does win the second campeonato, you know, he's. <laughs> I think we'll be seeing that guy, man. We'll get the yeah, retirement he's de- he's, home. He's definitely coming back if he wins. Absolutely. Hey, wow. we still we still have uh, that dude uh, Reynoso at Veracruz, man. Is that a good thing? I don't know. And then how how long was Tanke was that Milok with Tigres, John? He was there uh, at least what 30, 30 years. Yeah, man, that dude looked really old. Like he was coaching from the from the retirement home. <laughs> You know, uh, last year when Tigres beat Pumas, my uh, my my friend Ruben, who's the uh, you know the, the Longhorn uh, Spanish radio play-by-play voice, Ruben, Ruben Pizarro, uh, we've been friends for years, and he is a a huge Tigres fan. Or as he says, "Le voy a soy de Tigres, pero le voy a Rayados," meaning that that you know he'll root for Tigres, but if, if Monterrey is, you know, if, if they advance, then he'll root for them too. But he's a Tigres guy through and through. So we had a we had a Twitter avatar bet in the last final. And I lost, so I had to. He sent me a picture of uh, of Batocletti, but not Batocletti, you know, the, the gentleman with, you know, with a nice bald head. He sent me the one <laughs> when he was a player where he had like the, the ripped t shirt headband, you know, and, and, and his hair, you know, down past his shoulders. It was, uh, it was pretty funny. So I had to. So my, my rule about when I, when I lose Twitter avatar bets is I just don't, I don't tweet for a week. So that way nobody has to see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a cop party on. Uh, you know, <laughs> hey, I, you know, I, I, I acknowledge the bet, and then you don't see it for a week. <laughs> well, the one that uh, that uh, Juan Uribe sent to me was really nasty. It was a, it was a, it was a puma that had a little bow in his hair. It was, it was like Hello Kitty. It was like, ouch. Oh yeah, I seen, I've seen that one. Yeah, that was harsh. That frankly was mean, you know. You know, it's, it's a wonder. Although he was going to join us tonight, uh, the Raya said that well, it's my birthday, so they're going to take me out to a special dinner. So he's uh, he's out on a special dinner. I'm sure he's listening. Uh, if he's uh, special dinnering at the in 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 the car eating the in and out, listening <laughs> to the podcast live, uh, Juan, do you have a happy birthday? Uh, he's 38 today, so he's uh, he's close. He's close. It's going to happen. It happened to all of you, but it happened already to some of you. But anyway, we do wish him a very, very happy birthday. 
So who do you think is going to win, Ho? Do you think America wins or Tigres wins? Oh, I, it's a tough one, man. And we were talking the other day, and like you said, America has to go to the Club World Cup. And that, that could go either way, you know. Either the whole trip or the whole experience could be um, desgaste and and the teams come back and, and you know, lacking just tired or with injuries or whatever. Or, or they could either, you know, it could either help them stay, you know, maintain, maintain their form. You know, it's really uh, – what I've noticed about Mexican teams in the Club World Cup, and it happens every single time. Instead of advancing when they when they play, you know, and, and when they go down to the, the more uh, – I'm not going to say easier, but but the, the better opportunity to advance when, like, when, when they can have a chance to play the South American team, when, when, they, when they get put on that side of the bracket in the semifinals, they always lose the first round to the African team or the – Asian team or the or Australian team. team. Exactly. They always lose that game. <laughs> so so this means that America is playing a team uh, from, from Korea. Somebody like Jenjuk uh, Hyundai, I think it is. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's correct or not. But uh, So they're going to win, and, of course, their prize for winning that is they're going to play around with it. So what, what, would it, what would constitute a successful Club World Cup for them? I see it as if they win the first round, give Real Madrid – you know, if, if you're competitive with them for more than one half, I think would be reasonable. <laughs> I'm, be, I'm being serious, you know. You know, the, the, let, let's face it. I mean, Cruz Azul played them, and Cruz Azul was way, way out of their league. Maybe America do a little better. You know, be competitive against them, and then win, and then win the third place game. That, that to me should be the. You know, I, what I one to strive for. I, I agree, John, but, but I also think, uh, and this is something you you talked about where I feel FMF should try to bring the club's World Cup to Mexico. I don't know if I don't know if Japan still has a a contract because it was Japan. I, I think it was Toyota, but it, it was a company in Japan that that they, they used to sponsor the the Intercontinental Cup, which was a it was a cup between the champion of the Libertadores and and the and the, and the, and the European champion. And the European champion, it was a one-off. It was just a one-off, and then FIFA. FIFA took over the tournament, similar to Confederaciones, used to be La Copa del Rey Fad. Right. Used to, be, used to be played in Saudi Arabia, and the Saudis used to, you know, it's named after that guy, he, and, and he used to bring in the champions of every confederation. So so I don't know if, if there's some type of contract where where they're still going to be hosting it. But I do well, think that it should open up because yeah, well they have bid for it. Another, I mean Morocco had it a few years ago. It's been in it's been in one of the uh, United Arab Emirates, Emirates, uh, in one of those. So there's yeah, absolutely, and especially with Monterrey having the pretty new stadium. You know the Azteca has recently been uh, renovated. You know you know to me again, I mean Cancun. I mean that is, I mean there there are no coastal towns that have. You know, where do people when they go to Mexico? Where you know, where do they want to go? They want to go to the coast, right? You know, if people fly them. You know, they're not they're not flying. Not everybody. You know, you know, I don't want to offend anybody, but people aren't flying to Mexico. They go to Zacatecas, even though Zacatecas is an absolutely beautiful city, and it should it should be visited. People want to go to Puerto Vallarta. They want to go to Cancun. They want to go. Imagine if they had a team in in uh, in, in Los Cabos. You know, 
that that would be a great uh, and that would help getting the Club World Cup to uh, to to Mexico in addition to other possible tournaments. Yeah, so, and, and, and you you host the game at midday. Put put the game at midday and then uh, like in Toluca, and I think uh, we'll have a better chance of winning it. Right. Well, and the other thing is is, is that the uh, the Confed Cup will will or the, the the Club World Cup will also the uh, the host country's winning team uh, or tournament winning team gets an automatic. Well, then they don't have to they don't have to win their Confederations Cup. What was it, John? Refresh my memory, but was it the first time that they did the Club World Cup when it was hosted in Brazil? Yes. And uh, you had La Puentes Necaxa with Aguinaga. That was a really good team. Yeah, they, they, they came in third that, place. That team played some really strong sides, and, and they gave them a run for their money. Uh, they did it to Manchester United. Didn't uh, they, they beat Real Madrid for third? Yeah, I don't even remember, John. It's it was so long ago. <laughs> well, back in the days when the teams were big and square, yeah. and they weighed three hundred pounds. <laughs> I, yeah, man. I just I rem- I just remember like bits and pieces. I I remember this one play that uh, Edmundo did against uh against one of the it was one of the top defenders of Manchester United. I can't remember the dude's name. I don't know if it was Jeff Stam or one of those, but they they gave him the ball and he and he um he flips it he with his body he goes one side but he but he flicks the ball the other, so he he forces the defender to turn to turn the opposite way. Wow, they were a great team. Though. The, 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 I was actually looking them up the uh, the the mid nineties Nakaxa teams and they were um, they had quite a collection of players. I mean, just a. a, a, a Seven or eight of their starters were, were were national team players for their for their national teams. And Aguinaga, he recently was talking about how, uh, you know, former Mexico president Vicente Fox had had you know requested that he stay because I think he was a big fan, and uh, you know all these teams wanted him, but he he always stayed. He never he never left. You think Vicente Fox went and put his arm around Alex? <laughs> Don't you know that if I played for Nick Oxen and somebody offered me money, I would be really upset. I'd put a bullet in my head. Right here, right here, and right here. Hey, you know, I was happy that he got to go to the World Cup because he was, you know, if any player deserved, you know. And I want to say he even scored against uh, uh, Croatia. I mean, yeah, didn't they oh. beat Croatia? I think they did because the, that's what totally took the uh, pressure off of that, that Mexico-Italy game. Because Italy was pressing, and then they found out that Ecuador was beating Croatia, and they just totally relaxed and said, "All right, this game's over." And and and, and they must have told the Mexican told Rafa, "Said Rafa, tell the boys that it's over." And they just played kickball for the next ten. Y'all remember that? I, I do remember seeing the Italian players telling the Mexicans to, "Yeah, this game's over, boys." Back, to yeah. hold back, I remember seeing it, and because uh, Cabrito was playing like he was possessed. Yeah, and then the Italians got the boys. To, you know, we're, we're both in with this result, so let's just uh, let's chill. <laughs> and they did. And for the last ten minutes of that game, they 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 literally batted around, and then would kick it to the other team and let them do the same thing. And just that's that's how the game ended. So a successful 
turn. So now, do you think that this edition that I'm wait, 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 John. Oh, wait, well, we got bring, one. You're bringing that old memories up, man. Uh, uh -oh. That that goal to me is probably the best uh, oh, Mexico goal I've ever seen. It was like almost 20 toques on the ball before Borghetti hits it with his back to the goal. You know, that, that, should, that should be an interesting uh, Cantina and Mackie subject. We'll have to think about this. This is something we can do every week. So this is, we'll do it this week. It'll be, a, it'll be a where were you when this happened. And, and, and so my question to you, Coyne, is where were you when when, when Pared scored? Man, I don't know if I was at home or I had gone to a viewing party, but this was when, when the games were on at, like, past midnight, like – well, this one was on. This one, this one was on. Like, it, I think it started at seven or eight our time. Is it the Italy game? Yeah, it was. It was on early in the morning, but not like 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 overnight or like like the sun was up for us. So you don't remember where you were, Joel? Joel? If it was early, I was home. If it was early, I was yeah. at home. Yeah. I was were you, were you a smoker then? Were you a smoker then? No, no, I, I, I don't smoke. No, I don't smoke, John. No. Yeah. So you were at home. Chiki's, where, where were you when, when Karet scored? I must have been in in Hawaii because uh, I watched the U.S. versus Mexico 2002 in Hawaii. And this this was probably a little bit earlier. I didn't, living, I didn't watch it, though. Were you living in Hawaii at the time? No, I was working. You were working in Hawaii? Yeah, in, in Oahu, so... That's where I was. I was at. Probably, I just didn't get to see this game. You know, totally off subject. Uh, Pearl Harbor was today, the seventy fifth anniversary of Pearl Harbor, or December. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. So, it happened this week, and um, my one. We were going to Hawaii last month, or last, I guess, earlier this year. We, uh, I went to the Google Maps and I was looking at Hawaii. I just, I, just, I, I love geography, so I just, I just love seeing where, where things are and etc. And I noticed that back then you could see the uh, the Arizona Memorial, which which is frankly is, is one of the most haunting things I've ever, I've, I've ever seen. It's just it's just it's just unbelievably sad because you can see the bottom of you know on the Google Maps it's the water's clear you can see, you can see the boat. Well, not anymore. They have blurred it out on, on, on Google Earth. You cannot see the boat. In, in, in the ocean. Oh, wow. which, interesting. I don't know if that's good. I don't know if that's good or bad. Frankly, I think I think I think you should be able to see the boat. But anyway, that, that's a different time. I, I just thought that was interesting that, that that you can't see the USS Arizona. I don't know if that that's out of respect or I mean I don't know. It's one of those weird things. So you were in Hawaii. Yep. Yeah. Do, do you remember? What, but you said you weren't watching the game. Yeah, I was. I was working, so it was sort of hard. I'll, I'll go to like different restaurants or bars to watch um, the World Cup. But I never, I didn't see that one in particular. I do remember seeing the uh, announcements for the U.S. versus Mexico game, so I definitely watched that one. Right, but yeah, fair enough. Daniel, do you remember where you were when Hadid scored? Yeah, not not very uh, noteworthy. This is at home. <laughs> I was hanging off a cliff. You were at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Were, you, were you by yourself? Are, 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 are you are y'all fans that like have to watch stuff by yourself like that, or, or are you okay to watch it? The thing is, for me, uh, it was more. I, there's not a. I didn't really grow up uh, playing, so I, I never. 
found a group of, of friends to actually watch games with. And that was probably, um, that was just something I kind of just picked up on my own, just, just watching probably with my dad actually. Cause he never, I don't know. He never really pushed it on us to, 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 to watch games with him. So, so we never did, but, uh, but, but what, what after a while, dad watch? uh, he's an America fan. Wow. You've had, you've, and, had and, out, you've had to put up with that your entire life? It skips a generation. <laughs> yeah, and and, um, and every time uh, they lose, he finds a way to, to, to shit on Oribe or, or Darwin <laughs> or Maris or whoever, whoever, or or before that. Well, so he, I mean, the, he just, he, he so, lives. So he's he a just, typical America fan. He's like, 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 he can't accept the blame that the, the other team might have just been better than this one. Well, he, they're always crap. Uh, they're always crap in his eyes. Uh, yeah. uh, but but it's always uh, the Santos guy's fault, though. That's what it appears like. Oh, I see what you said. So he did tell you. So he specifically picks out Santos, ex Santos players. Oh yeah, he he loves it. Loves just it. just to get a rise out of you and my mom. Oh, is your mom a Santos fan? Yeah, that's where she's from. She's from uh, Lerdo. Uh, uh, see now, now it's now it's becoming clear. So you chose Santos over America just to get back to your dad. Uh, no, the the reason I, I is because that's where I visited. I never I, I I never went to Guadalajara, so I didn't really. It never felt natural to root for, for to root for them. Now, do y'all feel? Do y'all feel like at, at one point in your life, you know, like in Harry Potter, when they put the hat on and they got the hat, you know, it tells what house sorting hat, the sorting hat, the sorting hat. Do you, do you ever feel like at some point when you watch that the, the starting hat gets put on you and, and it, is, it is decided what team you're going to root for? Because, I mean, do you choose a team or does a does team choose I feel like a team chooses you. I, like I think, it, think was, that. it was preordained for me, John. Yeah. Was it? Was it when it was going to happen? Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes, sometimes the starting hat understands that and it says, well, it's going to happen so... Yeah, no, it's, it does feel that way. There's a league yeah. make sorting hat. I kind of <laughs> recall the the relegation season where they were fighting relegation, and that's when I I I genuinely like felt the 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 affection toward the team because I was like, you know, you just get really involved in the games, especially when you're younger and and not married and have like less priorities. The the the, the games mean a whole lot more, right? Um, so and, check his his unit. We, we, we was Pumas and uh, Santos were in relegation, so we were both just biting our nails for for that whole season. I remember that. And uh, it was uh, when they brought in uh, Daniel Guzman, and then uh, I believe it was Daniel Guzman, or maybe I'm getting him confused. Right. And then they won the title. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And uh, no, so it's still somewhat recent, but obviously, uh, she must let him go for the. For the best coach in the world, who now, <laughs> who's now the director of Cruz Azul, Yayo de la Torre. That's right. Now, Joel, is it true that when you were born, <laughs> your first word was? Man. <laughs> is that true? Oh, man. My, no, you know what? No, because uh, my family, my family didn't, didn't uh, watch football. Uh, you know, my mom doesn't watch sports. And my old man was into boxing and and baseball, so he didn't really watch baseball at home. He 
he would go to the stadium. I was back in, I was way back, man. I'm, I'm going back to Fernando Mania. Fernando Mania, man. Fernando yeah. Mania, man. But, uh, so yeah, I, I just, I just picked it up one day watching. And, and you know, John, I came close to being a Puma fan. Uh, I remember an uncle of mine came, was visiting and he, he invited me to go watch the final and it was, it was the Pumas America final, the one where um, the Tucaso. You know, well, yeah, Tuca scores with that that potent shot from outside the box. With dude, I'm feeling old now, man. Tuca well, playing. Dude. <laughs> hey, well, uh, I love did, did your dad what? by chance uh, play that uh, Chico Che song? Chico. Oh. oh. No man, I was, I was I was young. I was young. He, can can someone explain to me, somebody who follows baseball, why Venezuela is not in the Hall of Fame? I don't, or I think they haven't even retired his number. I mean, holy smokes! He's got. He's too young though. It doesn't doesn't they have to wait a little bit longer? No, no. He's, been, he's been retired. He's been retired for ages. He used uh, to die with. Probably the body of work quality wasn't considered good enough. That's ridiculous. I mean, it's like. You know, Gail Sayers played in the NFL for six years. You know, he didn't win squat as far as championships, but he left a massive impression in six years that he played. That's what that's such a thing happened. Good Lord. Anyway, that's a, that's you know, a different topic. So, so what about you, Chiki? Did the team choose you? No, I, I, uh, I didn't grow up involved too much in Mexican League or Mexican soccer. Mm-hmm. Until, until later on in my teens, and uh, my cousins went to Unam, and they showed me around Unam. They were actually trying to convince me to go to school there and everything, and so uh, that's where I sort of um, started to like Pumas uh, because of that, you know, connection to the school and all that. And then some other family members, uh, or my wife actually went to school in. Uh, uh, in Nuevo León, so she and then some other family members like Tigres. So I started, you know, sort of liking Tigres as well. But Pumas was that was my first uh, team that I started following. Well, that's uh... <laughs> who was that? <laughs> oh, that was my phone vibrating. Oh. <laughs> John was playing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, my wife did give me a new toy for. Uh... For Christmas, it had it's like a little sound effect. You know, like that. You know, stuff like that. I'll play something hey, similar. Well, this is good. You know, it's uh, hey, but speaking of Chivas, though, uh, um, the Quince Años de Ruby, they're having a 10,000 peso Chivas. Uh, Chiva there, man. I think they're going to eat it. I think they're going to eat it, though. <laughs> Did you hear that? Wait, um... Are you going home? Wait, I, I, I saw some of that stuff. The Quinceaños de Rubí, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm out of the loop here. It's a girl's game, uh, Quinceanera, and, uh, and it just went, like, for whatever reason, went worldwide. No, the, the guy, the dad, made a video of, um, and put it on Facebook, and I guess it was like an event. You know how you can do events on Facebook, and they invited. He said he invited everybody, and but it was in this town La Jolla. But he said everybody, todos están invitados, and uh, 
and everyone on Facebook started, you know, saying that they were going to attend. So there's like, like tens of thousands started, you know, well, that's, that's, there's, there's more than a million. Yeah. A million, like tons of people all over the, all over Mexico, all over the world started saying they're going to attend and it became a meme like, Oh, let's go. And everyone's going to the, and then he got scared and he, and he went back and he said, no, we gotta, it's only for the people that we know and, uh, and everything like that. So that video went like viral. Okay. I get it. I get and it he, now. And he got scared. So. It's where, it's where, it's where Fernando is right now. He went to a quinceanera. So, yeah. so what? Chivas is doing a promotion on. on... No, but in the video, see, so you got to watch the video. In the video, the dad promotes it. He says, "Oh, we're gonna have a group of whoever," and he says, "Like all the band that's gonna play." And then he said, "We're also gonna have a, a chiva, de diez mil pesos." And so, and then you know, all the food that they're gonna have, and and uh, his wife and his daughter, are, you know, they're all dressed up right there with him. You got to watch the video, man. Just search for that video. It's pretty funny, <laughs> but he, he mentions the ten ten thousand dollar ten thousand peso chiva that they're gonna have. Ah, <laughs> uh, so it's it's like it's make make Mexi viral. It went Mexi viral. No, it went worldwide. It went worldwide. Oh, worldwide! I'm on the Guardian. On it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, uh, that's why I'm pretty sure that's where Fernando is right now. So, so that's interesting. You know, for me, for as far as you know, how did I become a Pumas fan? It was it was two things. Uh, you know, I would watch a soccer game. You know, when you're five, six years old, and you can, you know, if they don't score, it can be pretty boring. But then when Pumas would come on, all they did was score. I mean, they there was I mean they they scored left, but they were scoring just you know two, three, four goals a game. And uh, that I was like, wow, that's said that's really entertaining. And then, of course, you know, the uniform, I thought it was just outstanding. It, 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 it was just a really cool design. That was that. So, the sorting hat picked well, I think, for me, for sure. All right, so uh, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's switch gears here. Uh, Chiquis, uh, you wanna, you know, we're like, we're gonna like, like jump into our Trapo Fuerte here. I don't know if I can so we're gonna still do little botanitas. So, do you wanna, you wanna talk to your, your Liga MX and then it is Chiquis? Oh, no, I, mean, I, was, I was just joking, but I will say this about, about that stuff though. Uh, um, I know, uh, I guess there were some comments Ronnie made about it, but I, I mean, and my, my take on, on this whole thing starts from when the WNBA came came into existence, and uh, and basketball is more it's more um, re- relevant because you can see the difference in skill and 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 people dunking with men as compared to women, um, and it's the same with soccer. Like if no one's filling up uh, Estadio Azul to watch Cruz Azul play a game, nobody is going to fill up a a women's soccer game and I don't know how they're going to make the money. And Carlos Albert had a video today and it was, you know, he rants and raves all the time, but he sort of had a, um, he's down for the idea and everything, but he had a, he had a reason. He had a good, uh, you, you, you know, you know, chick is that you bring up the stadium. So I, I, I honestly, I do hope for the sake of, of this league that they, they don't play in the, in the actual stadiums. Like, if Chivas has a team, they don't play. They don't play at the at the Omni Life 
or at the Chiwa Stadium. Uh, you know, they would have to choose smaller venues so that, you know, because seeing the empty stands... They should just, play in Zapopan. It, with the Tecos one? Yeah. Yeah. And those, those, same with all the other teams, you know. You, you have a... You imagine imagine a, a Aguila, female Aguilas playing at a 100K stadium, you know. Yeah. yeah, you have 5K people. It's, it's going to look... <laughs> Carlos Albert had a point, though. He said that uh, <clears throat> if, uh, if if you're in a smaller stadium, you know, not not that many people are going to go in the first place. Um, who is it? Uh, Chiapas can barely pay their players. There's teams that you know don't have the funds to pay their players. How? What are they going to do with these female athletes? They, they're going to have to have you know two jobs and then play soccer. There's no way that, that, that there's going to be enough money to support. Well, this. I mean, how, many, how, how many teams are going to be doing? Or did it, I mean, have they even gotten that far to advance how many teams? Because the reality is that there, there shouldn't be. I mean, I mean, six is good. Eight is pushing it. Ten is way too much. Yeah, I don't see it. I see it failing. In the yeah. U.S., it fails. In the U.S., it fails. And in the U.S., women, you know, are more independent, more liberated, more. You know, it's a different culture, whereas in Mexico, you know, there's, you know, it's a little bit different. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to be rude or anything, but you know, Mexico's a little bit different, and uh, I mean, it's it's changing. Well, I think, that, I think that that stuff is true, but, I mean, I think that, but there's a lot more. You know, let's face it, there'd be a lot more of a family atmosphere afterwards. Much, yeah. much more so. You know, so the, you know, the, the families wouldn't be. I'm sure, sure. That there's some families that are totally afraid of taking the kids Traditional roles of uh, men and women, I, I think, exist more in uh, in, uh, in Mexico. So it's it's a little bit harder for, and they'll they'll have to they'll have yeah, to start I mean, from but, the youth. But there's but there are female athletes in Mexico that are quite popular. So I don't necessarily, yeah, not not to the extent as there are in like the U.S. Well, and in the well, U.S., there's, the U.S. The, the women's league is like non-existent. But, Who knows? But the women's sports in the U.S. is, is far more involved uh, in, in just about every sport than, than just about anyone else. I mean, there's, there's really no comparison to, to uh, any other country. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I sort of sound like a like a women's sports uh, hater, which I sort of am because it's just not entertaining to me. It's not fun for me to watch, and it's nothing with gender or anything. It's just you know, if you, if a woman if if you can't see someone dunk or if you can't see someone do a chilena or something, then then why am I watching? I, I might as well go watch high school or or, or Juwan watch his team play or something. You know, <laughs> his kids. Well, play. I mean, everyone is certainly. Uh... No, I'm with you. Um, uh, as far as the, as far as the, uh, the the women's soccer is concerned, I, I personally, I don't think it's necessarily a gender issue. I think it it is. It's it's more of an entertainment issue because, oddly enough, I mean, I can watch women's golf just as easily. I can watch men's golf. Um, I can watch. Yeah, women's tennis. Watch I'd rather watch women's tennis. So yeah. um, I can watch women's tennis. As a pretend, as a pretend golfer, I actually find it easier to. Uh, I mean, you know, women's golfer swings are so much more natural than, than like if you watch a men's golf 
And the tennis is a much more entertaining uh, than the men's. I mean, the, they have back and forth rallies that go back, uh, that literally go back and forth, as opposed to just a guy serving. Just serving volley. Yeah. So I mean, I, I guess it, it's it's easy to 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 label somebody to be sexist because they're not supportive of a particular brand of sport, but I mean. If it's not entertaining to them, I don't think you could really blame them. And I think ultimately, look at well, I just say like despite all the success that the U.S. has had in the women's game, it hasn't been able to translate in the slightest as far as uh, their own league, as far as generating uh, real interest. True, although uh, I think the league is going to continue again next year, so I think it's. Some following now. now you know, as far as the, you know, how like when you're in college, they have the football and the basketball, like, like the revenue generating sports, and they have all these other sports. Like, the benefit from that. Uh, they call those the Olympic sports. I think that, I think that they, you know, if, if this is one way to help kids who, who might want to go down this path you know, and then get an opportunity to do so, you know. More power to them. But again, they have to be prudence. You they can't. I mean, I, I wouldn't look at this thing as a, as as trying to make, as as making it a money making money. It's not. It's not going to. It's going to spend a lot of money. So, so just treat treat it for. You know, will it ever break even? Maybe, but that's just not what, what's going to happen right now. So, it, uh, I, I definitely want to see it uh, succeed for sure. So. But whether the games are going to be entertaining. <clears throat> Santos. Santos has been busy. They've been uh, announcing player transfers while the other team was still involved in the still involved in the Villa. They picked up some other players there. Checo is moving his pieces. Daniel, what is happening in Santos? You've got to be very excited. Uh, yeah, um, quite excited. Just, uh, not, I mean, obviously the transfer season is, it's been mostly good. A little bit, a little bit bittersweet. You know, obviously losing our goalkeeper is a big loss. He's, he's, you know, the, arguably the best player. Well, he was the best player. So well, in that sense. I, wait, wait, um, wait there, then. I, I, I think, uh, one of the, one of their top players was, uh, Izquierdos is his name. What's his name? The defender. He's the captain. Yeah. The guy that gave the the teary-eyed speech. Hey, to to me, he's he's the real MVP of that team, man. That guy even put in a couple goals. He was even instrumental into the end of the season wins. I may be hey, wrong, but I think he yeah. may have scored the most goals of from a def- yeah. as a from a, as a defender. Hey, dude, this crime right. for the jersey, dude. I have yet to see a Chiva. With that much passion, the the last Chiva they cried was because he didn't want to be there, man. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this guy, dude, to me, I was like, I, I remember, man, I remember that conference, and he he oh, got yeah. humiliated that they couldn't win, and he was like, you know, we and dude, he he backed it up with goals, and he he rallied the troops, and that was one player, you know, I was thinking, let's see if they they could hold on to him because he's, you know. It brings a lot. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I, I was just saying, like, 
<clears throat> I think Marcus Singh was just the big name that 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 they lost, and I was kind of surprised. But overall, I mean, the the, the upgrades far outweigh the the losses. So I, I'm I'm excited about that. The some of the younger guys that are that are finally getting chances to play are 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 are, are showing a lot of promise. And and obviously, as the the more reps they get, the the better they're going to be. So. I personally am thinking uh, they're definitely um, Ligia bound uh, next going in next season. Based on, I mean, we forgot to mention Chaton, which uh, I know uh, John's a big fan of. Always, always um, a big fan of Chaton. And I didn't realize he's still, he's not old at all. No, he's, he's like 24. 25, I believe. Um, yeah. And, I mean, that's easily, he's got five years uh, if it, it, where he could play. <clears throat> At a really high level, so it is, it is heartbreaking what happened to him. So yeah, and, and um, I a, think it, a gattuso. It could have been... I mean, I believe last week we mentioned something about uh, um, who's who's is it possible for Chepo to win a, a a title? But I mean, now it's looking like like a fun story, yeah. like a funny story. If we could title get talk. Chepo on title talk coming out of Dan. I'm just saying. Christmas I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It would. It would be funny. Our, to, you must have heard our inspirational Christmas music that we played last week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. You know, it'd be, it'd be funny uh, from a trolling standpoint just to see uh, these ex Chivas uh, enjoy success in other places. Hey, no, you know, you know. Um, I, I think I think Chepo gets a lot of flack for for what happened in the national team, like the whole meltdown towards the end. Uh, but his, his numbers, Liga MX, are, are pretty impeccable, man. He, he constantly gets to the semifinals, uh, three championships, and he's he he Chivas still hasn't been to the semifinals. The last time they were there, it was it was under Chepo. and and I would say with a lesser team that they have now, you know. So I and then your assistant coach, he's he's also won the league championship. Which is, uh, you know, it's Galindo, isn't yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he, he actually won it with Santos. The... So I think you have very capable coaches, man. I, 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 I know fans like to, like to, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll downgrade because of the national team, like Ojitos Mesa. We all forgot how good of a, you know, how good of a club coach he was, with uh, Toros Mesa, with with Toluca. He did a pretty good job with. Morelia, did did he leave though? I, I think did he leave? He did, and he also did a really good job at Pachuca. I don't I mean, remember when Pachuca was really good? Yeah, that's who the coach but, was. But he helped, you know, he helped Morelia stay, stay afloat, and 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 Morelia's a team that Tebasteca just kind of abandoned. <laughs> How terrible is that? <laughs> they're yeah. still owned by, they're still owned by Bayern, right? Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, we have we have a new toy. Sorry. This one is <laughs> ten years younger, blonde. Twenty years younger, blonde. <laughs> Oof. What and and you know the funny thing, Morelia ended up doing better than Atlas. <laughs> That's right. That is funny. So, Joel, uh, you're obviously uh, you are a, a car carrying member of the of the Chepo fan club, just like I'm a car carrying member. Oh, yeah, of, dude. Of, of the of the Chaton fan club. So, 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 I think that you, 
you have looked into the paperwork of the, of the Chaton Bank, but, but, but you're, you're hesitant to put pen to, a, pen to paper to sign away. I think you're a, I think you're a Chaton guy. No, I, I always – he was doing good under Chapo, actually. He was playing good, and then he had, like, a slight injury. And then with the change of coaches, he's sort of, like he, – he just couldn't adapt. He's to, perfect uh, for, for – he, he is perfect for Chapo's uh, – well, He was doing he good. Yeah, when, when he came back and he was picking up his form again. And then when they – you know, and, and it happens. It, it, you know, some players – do good under certain coaches and some don't because <laughs> Man, your, your phone is blowing up. It's, it's 11, 15 at night. What is going on? Chief? It sounds like, like a clown oh, car. Oh, oh, like that's it's my like Facebook, mess- it's Facebook messenger. Sorry. <laughs> it sounds like a clown hey. car at the circus. Hey, so it's, it's Pern messaging me saying you guys need to stop talking about Chekhov. <laughs> hey, we well, should be here, man. But, but you know, because, you know, there are other players that weren't doing good under Chepo, and then when Almeida came, they, they started performing better. So, I mean, it, you know, it goes both ways. But, but yeah, Ch- Chaton is national team caliber player, and he, he was rotting away in second division. Do huh? you remember that leadership boy that we've been talking about for, you know, why, why Rafa is basically still on the team? It's because like, uh, Chaton didn't. It, it didn't happen for him. You know, he, he should be 25. When, 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 uh, you know, if Chaton's career arc should have, had, would have gone the way it was supposed to, when Rafa takes off that like, that he walks over to Chaton, here you go, and gives it to him, and he's the captain. That's what Mexico's missing with, with without uh, Chaton on, on uh, you know, playing right now. So that's what, it, if you can get back to that. It's actually scary that we haven't been able to replace Rafa, you know? <laughs> I I mean, think Rafa is not there for his defense. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and that's just that's just the reality. Yeah, I, but I think I think Guardado can fill that void, you know, as as captain. Yeah, but you got to be willing to do the, you know, as as they say, meter la pierna. And uh, I don't know if Guardado. Yeah, because they had given him the, the captain's armband, and then Rafa came back and he just snatched it away. <laughs> He's like, what are you doing with that? Hey, can you guys hear me? Oh, we summoned, we summoned uh, Bernardo. It, it used to be if we said La Volpe three times, now it's if we say Chepo. That's right. You were making, you were making my headphones like burn and crash right now like, with all this Chepo ball washing. Well, hey, his his record speaks for itself. Uh, and, and I was, and I can't find it anymore, but. They were doing the studies on like the win, how many win loss ratio, and he's his is one of the best of the of coaches that've been at in the league for like the last five ten years. I'll tell you about his record. He was on 16th place with Santos last season. Uh, you know, just getting four wins as a mid-season and, replacement. Hey, actually, he got he came in on August, right at the beginning of the season. And was still a mid-season replacement. Now midseason will be somewhere on October. This is not a midseason. This is the beginning you, of the season. You forget his is is short tournament. Yeah, he only he only missed out on two games. Come on, dude. Only two games, and he has literally nine losses to his account. So those could so he he came in already at minus six. 
Yeah, minus safe. six. Yeah. So I'm just curious for the number. Just, just indulge me for a second, if you would. You, 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 you got this number just right off the top, right? Right, you got you sixty. <laughs> You've got it. So do me a favor and, and, and add six points to whatever Santos had, and see where they land. And then you make a statement. I bet you it's going to be close to that night. Wait, I could barely hear you, man. Well, what you? <laughs> how how convenient! How convenient! <laughs> logic, logic got blurred like that ship in Hawaii. Oh, I'm just saying, Kep only got nine points last season. That's ridiculous. That's he shouldn't be beating. Be, be yeah, he only got so nine points. Yeah. From, wait, hold on. I'm looking at the wrong one. He got 16 points, sorry. 16 points. That's still, what's the difference? 9.6 points? It's like, you know, who cares? You know? It's it oh, well, we'll give him this this coming up season. He's starting from scratch. He's getting some new players. We'll, we'll see what he does. He's getting his yeah, players. He, he's he's going to get judged uh, from, from this season. He's getting his players is what he's getting. He's getting players that that he's comfortable with. And it'll be cool, you know. John's going to be happy. Chaton will be reintroduced to the national team. God bless. He, it he has re- to happen. After he returns to glory because um, Santos, uh, there's usually a couple guys uh, repping the national team. So it'll be nice to, since we lost Molina. You know, and, and really my, my, uh, my admiration for Chaton really has nothing to do with, with his skill on the field as much as it has to do with his leadership. And, 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 and if he can be serviceable on, you know, on the field, I actually think he can, he can be a great, like, just terrific defensive destroyer. That's what, what he's meant to do, just do it. Dan, I'm going to make a prediction that Chepo's going to last at least four fechas before he's fired. <laughs> okay. I, th- I think that that's, uh, I think so. So so you're over and under on Chepo being fired. Is, four, four games. That's an easy. That's an easy bet, man. Take. Yeah, I'll take it. Again, I think that you should offer odds. That could very well happen, Dan. I think you need to say, "Well, take that bet if you give me ten to one." I think you should ask for ten, ten to one. He, he, look, man. He has a really good squad last this last season. He sucked horribly. He's not going to turn it around. Can I ask you a question, Fernando? Go ahead, man. You know how 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 you have a sorting hat. Did the sorting what? hat when the sorting hat and Harry Potter? We were talking about this earlier. And I'm, you know, I'm sorry, it, I could really it, hear you. I heard Harry Potter. Yeah, so there's a sorting hat, and and, 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 and you put it on. It tells you what house you like. Like, like it chooses what team you're going to be part. When the sorting hat was placed on your head, they said you were going to be an automatic Chepo hater. Is, 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 is that the? <laughs> are you on the or the Chepos? Is that? No, is that, man. I just hate. Garbage, you know, like and how garbage is is being like put paraded as a good thing, you know. Would would you say garbage is not winning a it's like not winning a championship in like twenty years? Well, uh, referring to La Volpe, he's in the Club World Cup and he's in the final right now. <laughs> well Santos is in third to last place. Let, let me let me give you a little more level headed take. My my only fear, my only problem with Chepo was what he did with Mexico. And that's my only fear with him disregarding any Liga MX. What did he do in Mexico? He almost lost them, you know, getting into the World Cup. That was horrible. And, and that whole disaster. Even though, you know, he breezed through the qualifications prior to the Hex, 
that was sort yeah, of a scary play one of those games. So that, that's you know, my. I, I, I don't necessarily think it had that. That was as much to do with Chepo as it was the fact that he was playing players that were just really not 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 playing well at all. But you know what? You know what? I think we add the other two losses and we we throw him on on Chepo because he did lose one game, which was against Honduras, and then the second loss came against the U.S. But that was that was Tena, the coach of the team. And then the third loss were when we were really going to get eliminated was under Bucetich. So, and and I think we we see all of that and we we dump it on Chepo because in the hex he only lost one game. The, yeah, the team wasn't doing good, but he only had one loss. Any any tied the others? I don't even remember. Yeah, he tied. He, he, he had tied he had a bunch of ties, but he only had one official loss in World Cup qualifying. Uh, it was a siete cero, but it was losing to Honduras, and that that you know that took him overboard. Uh, but I think the the fans just they sum up the other two defeats and they they sort of put him in the triple bag. So uh, sort of with with the whole confederations thing too, which is like they're saying how the team fracasó, and it's like I, I don't see how being in a group with Brazil and Italy and not advancing eight World Cups, eight World Cups between it. And it's not like the team got outplayed or humiliated. We lost by the best game was against Brazil. Yeah, and that was with with Neymar having two pretty epic goals, man. uh, But uh, I do think the media was doing a number on him. And and this is what happens, though. You you see the media keep repeating some mantra. And then, you know, as time passes, we we believe it. And and we we say, oh, yeah. Triple's fatal flaw in this whole thing was that he was using the same player that played the other playing the same way and he was trying to and he was expecting a different result. If he would have just if he would have just tried whether it was a anything different as far as players, styles, whatever it was, then I think that he would have been fine. John and it just, you- and it just, and it just but the players were playing so bad. I mean it, they're, they were all in such terrible slumps. You know, at least the ones that were important, they just, they just weren't playing them. Yeah, do, do you, John, do you remember when Mesa was was the coach and uh, how Mexico looked in the Confederations? Oh. That, now, see, that was, oh, that that was, was the worst. That was the worst ever. And, and, you know, the media was saying, this is the worst ever national team. And I'm like, you guys already forgot because in Mesa, we, we would, they were, the team was losing, like, they were just getting outplayed. Like, like Mexico's level had just dropped, and and yeah, teams like Australia and Korea were teams like Korea and Australia were giving us a room for the money. We 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 were looking very bad. So to me, that was that was where the team was doing pretty harsh. That was as definitely a, rock bottom in the in the twenty first century. Yeah, so as as opposed to to this going back, where I'll say yeah, I I, I think he, like John said, he kept using. A lot of the same players and and a lot of these guys weren't doing good, not even in the clubs. Guardado was, you know, they they were already talking of him returning to Mexico or or, or going to MLS. Uh, yeah. He kept switching in positions and he kept getting loaned out to different teams. See, uh, and, and then the other thing that happened was that there was no strong Caudillo type leader 
among the players that that, that play. I mean, Rafa had to come back. You remember how Kowal came back in in two thousand? Yeah, Rafa you know had what? to come back in in two thousand. Rafa had looked bad too because he had been playing really bad with the Red Bulls, and then he came and his first season at Leon was pretty bad. He just he looked, you know, se miraba right. calado. And I, I think also another mistake, a big mistake from Chepo was giving the captain's armband to uh, Massa. I think he gave it to Memo when when Memo had to come. I think what it was like you know, he come that took basically like the red eye and and then like, like didn't even sleep, just went straight to the stadium kind of thing. And Chepo <laughs> said, "You're the captain of the night." It was against the U.S. I thought it was I thought it was a brilliant move. I thought that it should have been Memo's from that point on forever. Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah, and uh, and yeah, it, it, it didn't happen. But uh, it was just, yeah, it was, it was just uh, you know. I mean, you know, lo- looking back at it, I mean, I think it was it was, it was much more the players, and then and then it was checking neither not recognizing or refusing to recognize them. It just it just it ended up uh, badly for him. And then and then of course, as 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 Hoy says, even. The, the next two coaches couldn't couldn't do anything different with the play. They just they just I mean I mean the goal that Chicharito misses in Costa Rica. I mean, I mean that is that that was horrific, horrific. I mean the, the, that's how much the, these guys were pressing because they were I, I, they were so desperate to play. With. Was it also Chicharito they missed against Honduras in in that loss because Mexico had gone up early, and then they they had like two more chances after that to double the lead, and they ended up they ended up missing. No, he got, he got, he, they were up 2-0 against Honduras. No, 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 I'm talking about Azteca when they lost. Oh, oh, I th- you know, it may have been, it may have been. Yeah, I, I remember that, that uh, I remember watching the game and Mexico started winning and it looked like they turned it around and then they had two clear chances and it looked like they were going to, to you know, to score a handful of goals and then by the second half, the, the team's morale just plummeted. And uh, you had Salcido with with some boneheaded mistakes, right? Is that the one where Carlos Vela got the red card? I think it was. No, no, that was uh, that was in two thousand nine, and that was he in lost, Colorado. He lost his head. Or yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I so I think we're all except for uh, except for Fernando. I think we're all in agreement that uh, that, that Santos is, is is on the right course. With, with, with what they've got going on. With what they've got going on. Now, now, Joel, little botanita for you. What is going on in Guadalajara that they had to, they had to get rid of the, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Kulik uh, Peña? Kulik, man, supposedly he's been partying too much. He enjoys the nightlife more than the game time. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I, I think that I, I thought the way they, they bring players sometimes is a mistake where they just they just decide they want a certain player. I feel they should interview with the player before buying them, see how they feel about coming to the club or living in the city. And, right. and Yeah, because uh, <clears throat> sometimes they'll just buy the player and the player has no choice but to go and they're not going to complain. But... But at least you get a feel for for where they are, uh, you know, in their headspace. And I, I think that was a, you know, Ailes Fayo. Even though he ended up scoring what, like twelve goals, twelve goals the, the first season. But he he was always seem a little, you know, 
he, he would seem like not there yet. And I thought when when Gallito arrived, I thought he might feel more at home. But then it's like... It well, it was, was it, wasn't Gallito a Leon native? Excuse me? I, mean, I, I think Gallito had spent, was from Leon and spent his entire career in Leon. Oh, yeah, yeah. So why on earth would you, would you want to go, you know... <laughs> I don't know. I, I think you're right. So, so, so you don't, you don't. So, Chivas to me, when it comes to players like that, have the uh, have the the Real Madrid approach to players. And they just like, well, you know, we got to get. I mean, in this case, Chivas, Chivas is like, hey man, we got to get the best, the you know, the best Mexican players and, and and cram them into a team and see if we can make it work. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Hey, uh, um, Juez boy. Uh... Higuera is on Football Picante, and he says, uh, they're talking about Guli. He says, uh, he says, not everyone, not just, or what, no cualquiera puede jugar en Chivas. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know if they, if he's, you know, referring to Guli and, you know, that maybe he felt the pressure or, you know, he couldn't hang with Chivas, but it's he like still. That, it's, like, it's like that America pressure, huh? He still had he still has him as a player. I mean, he's just loaned out to Leon, so I don't know if they want to bring him back eventually or what. Oh wait, you mean Gulit was loaned out back to Leon? Yes, yeah. yes. He's alone. Oh, because of the the whole. Yeah, I guess it didn't work out in Querétaro, right? He was going to Querétaro, but they didn't have the money or something. Well, they couldn't pay his wages. They couldn't pay salary. Well, not that they couldn't, they would. <laughs> they were smart enough, huh? Yeah. They were like, we we already went through this with Ronaldinho. Well, Chiquis, you go to you go to Querétaro all the time. Querétaro is a happy little place, isn't it? Yeah, there's some really nice nice places. I mean, the, around the stadium is you know it's 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 not super nice. There's not like all kinds of um, stores and malls and everything near the stadium, but in other places it's yeah it's super fresa and malls and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Those articles are, are really Wait, nice. Chiquis, vete al bosque y larga. Vete al bosque y desarraga. I think it's vete al bosque y piérdete. Y piérdete, thank you, I forgot. I don't know. I don't know why I know that. I don't I don't know how I know that. Joel Fresa. I think, I think Joel is. No. Joel, are you a secret, are you a secret Fresa? No, you some, man, I, I heard it Yes, some fresadas, Joel. Just also, which I like oye, to... Oye, tú, tú, oye, Joel, tú, tú, cuando hablas de Joel, o sea, tú o sea, y, y, y terminas todas sus frases con, oye, o, o sea, ¿no? O sea, just, o just sea, que no. also, and, and I like to combine it with Osorio, so it's Osorio. <laughs> That's messed up. But yeah, no, it's getting harder to use, man. This dude keeps winning, so... <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, that's uh, something we should uh, we should probably end the show with. Uh, he has uh, ever since he got the big win in Columbus and he got the tie in, in Panama. He's he's had a, a couple of things that I thought were really interesting and it's uh, you know frankly quite refreshing. And, and obviously, what it what it what really what it proves more than anything is is that he is a fan of the show because he has taken our advice to heart. So so, thank you. I you know I know he speaks English. I know he listens to the show. I'm sure he's one of our regular listeners. So uh, so thank you, uh, Profe, for, for for tuning in. A couple of things that he said was uh, 
he said, you know, maybe we should think about playing some of these games outside of Mexico City because the, you know, most of the baseball team doesn't play it outside they play at sea level. So it would probably make more sense to, to, to do that. And then, and then the other thing he said, you know, as a, as a coach, you know, he said, uh, was it last week before, you know, as far as his friendlies, maybe we need to not play in the U.S. so much. So at least he's saying the right things, Hoi uh, Huen. Excuse me? Gee, at least he's saying the right things. Oh, no, yeah. He, he is, he is. He's, he's always been methodical. I mean, I, I look at it. I, I look at it like what, what Chepo said, you know. And again, I think that this was one of his problems. Like maybe he didn't recognize the fact that maybe because this was really the first this group of, 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 of players that Chepo had from for the Brazil World Cup, where it was the first first group where the base of players didn't play in Mexico, right? Yeah. So it, I mean, it's no wonder that they had problems playing at the at the Aztec. because I mean, they don't, you know, they don't. When you're the guy making, how many games you play in Mexico City, Guadalajara, Pachuca? You played all these places at altitude, almost you know, you, you know, out of your. And of course, if you're a home team, you play one of those. You play, you know, ten, eleven, twelve games out of the year. You, you're playing at altitude. <clears throat> when you're in Eindhoven, you know, you're playing at Holland. Holland is, is practically below sea level. You know, you play your entire tournament below sea level. And and, and you know, also what. What what were in the Chepo apologist? No, I, I don't see it. I see it more as like looking back at what, what went wrong and how we could avoid it or the national team. FMF can avoid doing a lot of these same mistakes. And uh, one of the things was obviously they finally started chartering the players to Columbus instead of right. flying them into Mexico City and then and then to Columbus, which is a waste of time. Uh but I also think the whole planning for going into the Confederations Cup was just, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if it was overconfidence, but I don't know how you agreed to play three World Cup qualifying games in one week. Just so that, you know, I, I don't, I still don't get it. And, and not only that, but, but, but three, but two of those were outside of Mexico. Yeah, well, all three different venues, man, with, with the players already flying in. So you have players flying in from Europe and then, you you put them at altitude and then you you throw them to the tropics, you know, to to like Panama and and uh, was it play Jamaica? Um, yeah, Jamaica, Panama, and Mexico, and then then Brazil, and then fly back to Brazil, and then and then the media still criticizes the team over uh, <laughs> over not being able to win a group. Yeah, with, and then if I, Brazil and, and Italy, and, and, and the worst part is that the team was they weren't playing well to begin with anyway, so. <laughs> like they just look terrible. Like like they look terrible throughout the entire, no, the, with, the entire process. Yeah, with Italy was was that one. I yeah. mean, what was the score? Two two one. Right. With, with that one golazo, the free kick from. Uh, uh, that one always. That one has always bugged me. <laughs> it has always bugged me because he could have stopped that easily. And yeah, and then the you know again the Brazil loss with Neymar just had two insane goals. Where it's like, if if we see the the World Cup game now under Piojo, the same thing could have happened. Uh, it's, the only difference was we had Memo who had, you know, who played out of his mind that night. But right. Mexico could have easily lost two zero or three zero that that night. And and it's just funny how as fans we we forget that stuff because it's it's you know, it it just gets pushed so hard by the media 
you know, they'll, they'll change the narrative of what really went on. Right. right. Now, because of that, you know, I mean, and, and then playing the games in Mexico City, all five games. I remember Chepo saying, you know, and so on. And so on. And so they play all five in Mexico City. And I remember in, 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 the, in, the, in the 2010, they did the same thing. But in 2006, oddly enough, they did not play all of them in Mexico City. They played only the ones in the afternoon uh, in Mexico City. And then they also played in Monterrey and they played in San Luis Potosí. So it's not like this is uh, something that, you know, that this would be unprecedented. And I'm not necessarily advocating that the Mexico City be ignored completely. They think they should absolutely play somebody there. But if your team, you know, uh, you know, Porto's at sea level, Granada's at sea level, uh, uh, Leverkusen might as well be. I mean, it's it's right next to Holland, and you know, Holland isn't uh, doesn't have much altitude at all. And uh, and then uh, Los Angeles, uh, is Los Angeles at sea level? I have no idea, man. I just know we're a desert. <laughs> yeah. That that would. It's at smog level. Yeah. It's smog. <laughs> it's a smog level. It's smog. <laughs> a smoke level. So LA's at sea level. So the, the, a lot, you know, the, the 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 base of the team, you know, Florence is at sea level. The base of the team plays at sea level. So why are you making them go play at nearly at nearly two miles altitude? Why? Because you got a hundred thousand fans roaring at the opposing team, but but that should be the least part of the, the thing. I mean, you can have forty five thousand fans in Monterrey and have to be just as intimate. No, you know, it used to be an advantage. It used to be an advantage when when the when the players played there regularly. Yeah, you had a base of players from Pumas, from America, exactly, and and those guys play there week in week out, and then we would host the games at midday as well. Who were yeah. uh, who were when Vasco took it over in 2010, who was who were his his midfielders? He, in 2000, he had he had Torrado and he was Brian Castro. Where did they play their club games in Mexico? Yeah. They could yeah. run up and down. There was no problem. Well, how is Chivas going to Azteca? Guadalajara is near sea yeah. level. No, it's yeah. not. Guadalajara is a mile high. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's no, an altitude but- too. But the players are more used to it because they'll travel there more often. But so it's not just Guadalajara. Pachuca's way up there more. I mean, they're all up there. I mean, Mexico, City is, 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 Mexico is a huge mountain. Yeah, you, you go up there. You play Pumas. You play Cruz Azul. So it's not like they, they play once a year. No, the, the, and, and, and Mexico right. City, they've got a, quite a few games going up there. They have to go to Pachuca. They have to go to uh, you know, Leon's at altitude. All these places yeah. are at altitude. Toluca's higher. Toluca's is even right. higher. Is the highest one. You know, the only ones that aren't, you know, Veracruz isn't. Obviously, Chiapas isn't. But it's almost everything else is. It's also the Mystique. Like, Azteca's hosted World Cups. Well, the, the Mystique, Mystique is gone. They need to get the Mystique <laughs> back. And the best way to do that is, is to play there, you know, let it, you know, let, let the stadium mean something. And the fans, John. I yeah, they... I think the Mexico City fans have got it. Fans. Yeah, they turn on the team too quick, man. They'll chant Ole for the against the team. Could you imagine if a Seta Cero would have happened with the Azteca? It would have probably been 10 0, man. The players wouldn't have come out alive. <laughs> <laughs> these, players, these players are, are we're acting like we're uh, 
We're pampering these players, man. We're not pampering the players. But you have to understand <laughs> that, 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 that why, I mean, you're supposed to have home field. Part of having home field advantage is if, if, if they everything run. the advantage. If, if, if the crowd turns on you, that's not having home field advantage. Well, you, you, you know think, what, you know, John? How do you think that makes the other team feel? Do you think, yeah. that, oh, my God. Well, go, going to that Honduras game, the one the one game Chepo lost, uh, and they were winning 1-0, and the fans had turned against the national team. They were winning. And they were winning, and the fans were turning against them. And, hey, I don't know if it had an effect for the Hondureños, but they came that's, back that's and they what, won. That's, that's what I'm saying. They're, you know it has an effect pampered. on the Hondureños because they're like, they're like they're, you know, Hondureños, they're, they're like. You know, they gave them a boost. That, 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 absolutely. I mean, that, that is the one game that they were just. You know, just so, if, so the Mex- if they can't make the World Cup to them, the next best thing is to knock Mexico out. So the Mexican team needs a safe space from their own fans. They can't handle. They need a hypnotist or a psychologist. No, but like John said, it's, it's not really the fans. It's more like the altitude because you have players that have never even played in Mexico, like Giovanni, Bella, Jonathan. Those guys never been in Mexico. Then you have other players that. Oh yeah, I forgot. San Sebastián and Villarreal. Guess where they're at sea level too. Thank you, thank you. Their, their careers have, have also been uh, the other players like like Guardado. Um, um, Chicharo and a few others, they've already been in Europe far longer than they were in Mexico. So these guys aren't used to that anymore. And and that's, they're used to playing at night, not not like at midday as well. I know that's that's what I'm saying. They're 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 being they're soft. They're they're turning soft. This has nothing to do with, with have, soft. How, 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 oh, many, man, how many no. miles are they running? Like how many if even if you're at what? sea level in Spain. Even if you're at sea level, when hey, you're training, how many, so how many I, want you, I want you to fly to Denver tomorrow and run six miles in an hour and a half. Hey, hey, tell look, me how you feel. hey, the, I, I'll tell you how I feel right now. I, I run pretty much at least once or twice a week. I went to, when we went to Querétaro, I ran, uh, I think, two miles, and I was about to throw up and die. So, I'll come <laughs> so I know it's legit, but they have altitude masks. You know those masks nowadays? But they can't train. play with those masks, dude. No, but train. You run. You train where you're in Spain, Los Angeles, wherever you're playing in your sea level position, your little pampered spot. Use an altitude mask. Get get in shape and get ready to go to Mexico. <laughs> I'm just being an opposition view here. No, it, it gassed a lot of these guys. You have you have to keep in mind that they're flying into Mexico and and different time zones and jet lag. So you add all that stuff. It's it's not just right. one thing. Right. It's a combination of things, and it and you want to have your players at, at optimum at the best possible. So why why try to hinder that? Yeah, and and and, and again, you know, take it. I mean. You know, take advantage of, 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 of take advantage of your advantage. And you know, to me, Mexico right now have, would have a huge advantage. They have a huge advantage in Monterrey. I mean, I would even say, you know what? Maybe, maybe the Bancomer is too nice. <laughs> so let's let's play let's play the Volcan. You know, the Volcan would have a fantastic atmosphere. Well, they both would have terrific atmosphere. I mean, I, I think if they played at the Bancomer, if they played. You know, either Costa Rica or the U.S. and the Vancouver, they would be massive, massive. It would be, uh, I think it would give a team a, a huge, huge boost. You know, uh, Brazil does not play their qualifiers in Rio for this, almost for the same reason, that the fans the fans turn on them very quickly. They're like, you know, we don't need this. You know, we, we, need, we need support, not, not this. And... Uh, 
And, and Spain doesn't play; they don't play their qualifiers in Madrid or Barcelona. They 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 they, they, stay, they play all over the country, mainly in Sevilla. So, yeah. So I mean, I to me again, Monterrey would be a great venue. Guadalajara, uh, maybe Torreon. Torreon has has have they they've never hosted a. A qualifier, uh, well, actually, they have hosted a qualifier, but not a, not a hex game, so that, you know, that would be an option. It's a great stadium, they have great fans. Leon would be a, would be a great place. They, they, you know, they have, they have, they can have a, a very intimidating atmosphere. And the Azteca can as well, I mean, don't get me wrong, I mean, obviously, the Azteca does, but again, if, it, if, it, if it's affecting your players as much as the other team, it's not really, then it's, it, it, the Azteca becomes a great equalizer, not, not, not a great advantage. So that would be uh, something that you know we'll keep an eye on in uh, in, in 2017. Well, uh, we should uh, wrap it up. Uh, I know that Cole didn't get a chance to, but there was some Champions League action. I missed it. You missed it, Cole? Like five minutes. I slept through it all, John. Night shift, man. Have you apologized to, to Cristiano personally? I was for Chicharam. I'm hoping he, yeah. he hasn't scored since October. He has not but, scored, but he played very well today, I thought. And, uh, you know, but hopefully he – he and he had been playing pretty bad since before that, yeah. You know, the one thing I'll say about Chicharro is that, you know, he's not getting down on himself, and he's been the ultimate team guy. You know, he, he set up some guys today really nicely. His uh, – his – his passing has gotten a lot better, and the way he sees things has gotten a lot. It's not just the guy that, that crashes a six-yard box and you know hopes to get on the end of a of a cross anymore. He's 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 definitely a more complete player, and you know he wasn't pressing. He was, you know, to, to his credit, he's still taking shots, and they're just not going in. I mean, it's not like, you know, he's like you know has a wide open sitter like he did in Costa Rica, and he trips over himself, and then he you know, hits it with his, with his ass, and well, you know that, that's not happening right now. He might he might need to see that Gignac's hypnotist. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes. You know, that's just it. Is, is it even he's having? I mean, he's been he's been a real professional about it, which is uh, that's that's just the way Chicharro is. And hopefully, you know, it, it, he'll he'll get it, and you'll it'll go on a hot. And frankly, I would much rather have him have a hot streak at the end of the season than in the middle of the season. So hopefully, you know, hopefully that'll that's what's going to happen. And if he gets on a hot streak at the end of the season, then that's good news for Mexico. Jimenez scored a couple of days ago. He did. Uh, he did score. Uh, the, 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 they have advanced, as has Leverkusen. Unfortunately, I think that uh, you know, being the second place team, they're gonna run into trouble. Trouble. Exactly. Oh, excuse me. They're gonna run into trouble. <laughs> and uh, so there'll be a one and done in the uh, in the round of sixteen, which is unfortunate uh, for for Jimenez. But he. You know, again, you know, he's starting to get the, the the time back after his injury, and he's starting to make a difference again. He's, uh, you know, hopefully, he'll do that. And Tecatito scored uh, today. He scored a fantastic goal. Actually, it was, it was a volley from across. He just just measured it perfectly. Estilo Zidane. Just blast exactly. Just blasted it into the uh, into the side of the net. It reminds me of one uh, in the Tigres game where. Uh, if Flacco missed one, he, uh, he, a volley came to him and he totally whiffed it. <laughs> What's his name? Ah, that Tigres guy. I forget his name. Oh, Jurgen Dam. 
Oh yeah, he did. Didn't he? Yeah, Tecatito, man, he's like the he's he's the best player I think for Mexico. And he, he seems to be a little bit more consistent, though, but that that's his that's his uh, his, his bugaboo. He's, he just needs to be a little bit more. But I think Champions League is going to end up resulting in a a, a great uh, locker room team picture again. <laughs> you can only hope. <laughs> for Jotoel's sake, huh? <laughs> for for Ronald's sake as well, it'll be. I'll be sure to post that on our chat. As long as Pepe's head doesn't get in the way this time. <laughs> well, someone needs to make sure that that happens. Speak to Pepe well ahead of time before before he ruins any more any more good locker room celebration <laughs> pictures. Oh, jeez. So, Jorge, did you apologize that uh, Ronaldo saw you earlier? Please, perdón, pero. No, man. No, 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 be up there in one of the greatest all-time ever Mexican goal scorers. Um, so yeah, hopefully we recover him. Like you know what you I would? Uh, yeah, absolutely. What I would uh, love to see for him is to. Oh, you goal. know, you know what? He scored. Speaking of records, because he, he scored his 100th goal in Europe, and I think yes. that was his. I think that was his last goal, and then it like cursed him. No, I think he got that early in the season. I think that he scored more. Since then. But, but yeah, uh, one one hundred goals in Europe. I mean, you have to go to Ugo for that. So well, I mean, it's those two, and then like like I mean, does anyone even even scratch twenty after that? I mean, seriously. Yeah. So you have you know, it, it just says you know it just shows how good of a player Chicharo is. Yep. And uh, how important he can be for Mexico. Yep. So that's what I'm hoping. I hope that Chicharo. Is able to uh, have the World Cup. I think that he deserves. Where he starts the games, you know, this will be his what his third World Cup. You know, where he starts the game, but, and he gets the end, hey, and he gets the goals. Fortunately for him, um, Oriva's going to be pretty way older. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be either him or him or Jimenez. And uh, you know, and, and the best part about it is, is if we get him for the next World Cup too, because they're all going to be in there, even going to be in there. In their early 30s, and, and strikers can go to, you know, if they're good, can go to at least 34, 35. At least come off the bench give you, and give you a, you know, an emergency, an emergency goal. You know, in case of emergency, break the glass, you know, and, you know uh, un, un, undust the old guy, throw him out there and, and have him get you a goal. How many times have you seen that? You know, didn't uh, Germany roll out closer in, in some of the games in, in, in Brazil? And then look what happened. Dude. Score some goals. But he didn't score today. And uh, like you said, it's, it's been a long time since he scored. But I think it'll, it'll happen. He's not pressing. He'll get his goals. Did you notice? Did you notice how they were marking him? Or is there any differences in how they're uh, defending him specifically? 
Not necessarily. I mean, I just he's just you know his chances are there. It's just you know the you know more than anything. I mean, in, 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 in all honesty, on some of the shots, I mean, the goal is just making a good save. So I mean, some of them, you know, some of them, they makes it easier. So, but they're not marking any different. I mean, he's still getting open. He's still, you know, he had, he had four solid chances, three of them on goal, and then, you know, and then the three were were, uh, you know, I'm not saying that they were like you know sitters by any stretch. I mean, but you know, the goalie made a great save on two of them. The other one was you know just a standard save, but it was, I mean, he really had to work to get to stop two goals. So it. Uh, it, uh, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's just this word. Don't worry. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Fernando, you have uh, you lost your goalie. Are you okay with that? Uh, I'm actually who said that said that Jonathan Orozco left. Yeah. No. Yeah, that, that was not, a, not only did he leave, but but he went to Chepos team. Yeah. <laughs> oh, more salt. Ouch. More salt to that wound. Ouch. I personally oh, think that he's be- I that think Orozco John takes was- pleasure in these things. He I think Orozco is better than the Ecuadorian keeper, but you know, I guess he just wanted some playing time. That that's my personal take on it. Well you can't <laughs> Huh? Didn't um didn't Monterrey get that young player from America, their young keeper? No, how do you think uh you know out of all these goalkeepers that are shuffling on us? Yeah, how on earth did uh how, I mean how does Moises Munoz feel? He he's upset. He's he's uh, butthurt because. He uh, tweeted out that uh, if you're going to play for America, you need to you need to feel the colors. And he had and I showed a picture of him kissing the crest or whatever. And that was like a direct shot at Marchesin because of his previous comments. So I don't know what he's going to do. Do you guys remember when when uh, that's that's what's going to happen? Do you guys remember when uh, I think Ruggeri had taken over America and and uh, Memo had already debuted and, and Everyone thought he was going to get the starting spot, but he brought in the Argentine Saja, and the, the fans just hated hated on that guy. I don't remember that. Oh, that's way back, man. So, so, so that's sort of messed up. Like that's what uh, Johnny was saying as well. That that's messed up by Pelaez to be bringing in this dude and this. Wait, wait, wait. You don't know if he was requested by uh by new guy. That's right, but I thought I thought the new guy I thought the new guy and Doritos were 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 were, were buddies there. <laughs> no, you know it's it's a group thing with with America, but it's been an ongoing thing with with Munoz because even last season uh, they hadn't renewed his contract. He wasn't playing every single game either. Yeah, and he, yeah, he had lost it. He had lost his position as well. So, it's it's. I think it's been a lot more going on. Uh, the 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 one, the one thing that happened was that some someone um. How, how do you say it? they announced it? They announced the trade, even though it wasn't supposed to be announced, just because America's still playing. 
you know, still has a final in Club World Cup. So whoever did it was just. Yeah, it don't matter. It was uh, it was it was poor timing. It just was the effect. See, that would have been a great question to ask our the guests that we've been trying to get. We need to, we need to work on that. Oh yeah. 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 No, it's holidays. It'll have to be after the holidays, John. Which we could still ask. Yeah. Are you uh, Are you feeling more motivated for 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 the holidays? Oh, nah, do we make that one? Yeah, just a viejo way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get excited for those things anymore, man. All right, very quickly before we go away, um, we'll have, uh, obviously, we're going to have a week off, but uh, at least, well, we won't, but uh, the, the, the guy makes who, 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 uh, we'll go get into a little bit more, but, but very, I'll just right off the top, who wins, uh, who wins Tigres America? Chiquis. America's gotta win. Gotta win this for the centenario. Even if it, even if they have to pay the ref. <laughs> oh, oh snap! Okay, so so you're saying America? It has been it has been ordained that America will win. Yeah. All right. Like Hillary would say, it's been rigged. Fernando. Uh, I believe that uh, Tigres is going to put in a good fight, but eventually America is going to take it. They just have a better squad. Do they have a better coach? Absolutely. Better squad, better coach. Should should Tigres should Tigres even show up, or just give us the at least you know go through the motions of of pretending that they had a chance? You know, uh, Tigres is going to have a very good chance though because they will have. You know what is it like? Two weeks rest. Well, America's gonna be toiling around in Japan. They're gonna be jet setting all over the world. What they're doing? Yeah. So hey, like, how do you figure that La Volpe is better coach than Ferretti? They both have one title with the national team. Ferretti only played like three games. He still won a cup with them, and uh, Ferretti has more league championships. It's fanboyism. <laughs> and he has, another, but he also has. And who I'd remind me just before I forget, who was it that? Uh, who was it that uh, that Tuka won his first title with? Tuka was what? Who did Tuka win his first title with? What team? Oh man! You remember? It was should be Chivas, man. As a coach or as a player. <laughs> No, as a coach, or as a player, it was Pumas. Yeah, she was, she was in what, like ninety six, ninety six, ninety seven. The 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 second to last time we've seen the the Chivas comet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and they all came under uh, coaches uh, Pern dislikes because <laughs> 06 was Chepo. Yeah. Who was it in '87? Oh, do you do you even remember '87? Or is that like long, long ago? It was Alberto Guerra, but I don't, I don't, I don't remember, dude. Yeah, but committed those goals to memory. A, I wasn't a fan yet. I was, I was lost. It was dark, dark period. How many? Uh, how many? Just out of curiosity, how many? How many times? I'll just say a week. How many times a week do you think of uh, Buffalo's goal in, in the in the moment? 
Oh man. <laughs> Wait, you saying Bombonera Toluca, not Bombonera Buenos Aires? No, well, well Toluca, but uh, but but sure. Either way. I actually remember Massa's goal more. <laughs> I remember Massa's goal more. He, he scored up a cabezazo. Uh, no, no, that was that was a good run because they beat they beat America. They beat America on the way to the final. And then they beat Toluca, and Toluca had been the one team that was always beating Chivas. So to beat them and, and beat them at their home, it felt like vindication, you know. But 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 then you had uh, Tuca. What happened, Tuca, what, what, what Tuca, happened Tuca, 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 What happened to your passion? What happened to your Chivas passion? Tuca's win, though, I, I'm gonna say it. He he beat Mesa and. They beat Necaxa, and and it was a Necaxa. I mean, not Necaxa. Uh, Toros Nesa that had uh, Turco. He was Turco was in the prime, and he was the player. He was the he was the engine of that Toros Nesa, which were arguably, you know, probably the best, most fun team to watch. They were and, a lot uh, of fun. And they they got destroyed a five zero man. It was it was brutal. Uh, let me, ask, I, let me ask you one question about before because you, I, I got I, honestly, I got because you're going on a on a, on a major Chivas. Uh, <laughs> hey, what did what did Chivas do to you to turn to, to to turn your heart black? Oh man, just seeing, just when you know you realize just how bad the team has has been managed, and it's not just recent. It's been for like, you have probably going back to like the 80s, you know, even even 70s. So it's been a long time where this team has just been badly mismanaged and and they've only, you know, they they live from the campionissimo. If if we look at current times, uh, and you said it before, teams like Pumas, Pachuca, Toluca, they've all been more successful. They all won more league titles. You know, everything of Chivas comes from 50 years ago, 60 years ago. That's the whole bulk of, of our campeonatos. So so you start seeing how it's it's very popular team and and just how how it's just constantly losing money because of how it's mismanaged. So you had in the 90s, you had the promotora, you know, and they were – they were managing the team. They had a contract to manage it. Uh, and then they, it goes back to the club. And then they, they kind of go bankrupt again where they, they rather sell the team. And then you get you get Vergara come in and he's he's made a mockery out of it in many ways. So it, it's just he sees kind it of as sad. A brand and not a club. It, it's just kind of sad seeing how it gets stepped on all the time, you know? For for all the fanaticism it has, it is yeah, it's pretty bad, man. <laughs> so, yeah, so you know you get to the point where you you already see what's coming with with the people who's in charge. It's like it's it's been happening for years now, and I said in the last podcast, if you look at the Mexican teams, they're constantly changing owners. You know, very very few teams have maintained. Morelia has changed owners. They might change owners again soon. Uh, Jaguares changed owners. They, 
Well, the chips donors, they're, they're wearing the San Luis. They, 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 yeah, they, yeah. They, they, different incarnations. They're about to sell again just because they can't afford it. Uh, Querétaro has changed donors quite a few times. Puebla has changed donors. Uh, Atlas, you, you go down the, the whole team, Monterrey, you know. Uh, so you have a bunch of teams that that constantly, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It would be interesting to see what what's how these teams end up going broke all the time. Yep. Like if there's if there's like something that comes up with all the teams, if like some of the same problems, like just probably mismanagement of funds, how much are they paying coaches or players? I always thought it was very, uh, very ironic and just actually deliciously ironic that uh, <laughs> when Azteca bought Atlas and then the Atlas owned, the previous owners were complaining that the Aztecas checks weren't coming in on time. I, was like, I couldn't think of a better way to reward you guys than have you guys wait for a check. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was nice. Fernando, who who wins? So you already said it was going to be uh, American. You said, uh, that, or was uh, you, you said Tigres? Didn't you, Fernando, that Tigres is going to win? I'm just saying Tigres has a good chance because you know that of all the things that America has been going through recently, but the America is going to come out on top eventually. eventually. So you say cream rises to the top. Like, the cream rises to the top. Yeah, they have a good. Tigres has a good chance, but in the end, that will prevail. That one, so it's a, that's the only reason they win is because of Lavoquismo is just is too strong for for a, 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 any man to defeat. Have Have you ever heard of Tucanas, Tucanismo, Tucanazo, or something in in Mexican football? No, he hasn't. That Tuca is a good coach in playing como un ratón, you know, like a little just horrible defense, whole game, boring game. You know, while La Volpe has stirred a movement of football called La Volpismo, inspire other coaches to do the same. He said, he said, Pern, recently he's on record saying, I don't know what the term La Volpismo exists. He said he don't know what that is about. You know, but, that, is, that is so untrue. Now that he has Twitter, you know, he's tracing any followers he has. <laughs> you need to come up with some better sources than your whatever you hear. Then well, what yeah. I hear, that's then, La Volpe, then, then, dude. Then La Volpe is saying it himself. It's, a, it's, an egot- it's an egotistical term. It's something he made up his own self, just from his Argentinian ego that he is. Uh, <laughs> no, well, that, that, that came from Menotistas and Bilardo. Bilar, that, that's where it came from. And, are, they, are they Argentinian? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they both won the World Cup. Menotti won the World Cup in 78, and then Bilardo in 86. So there that was go. the whole thing where it's like the two different schools of football, and then they were trying to do it in Mexico with La Volpe and La Puente. So that that's where it comes from. But he never won anything major. He just won one. He only has one league title with Atlante. Like no, what? No. let me ask you. Would you rather be a Chapista or a Chaponeco? Well, Chepo's actually la, la, la puentista, man. And and that's what he's being accused of doing right now. That's what La Volpe uh, is being Volpe, Yeah, yeah, being. And, you know, we all know who's who was uh, who was a pupil of La Puente. 
and it was Ricardo Peláez. That's right. Oh, I'm sorry, go on, Perk. I don't know, you keep going about a lot of trash, but La Volpisma will eventually uh eventually suffice. They, they will will come out on top. Jiggy is what's gonna happen. Yeah, America's gonna gonna take it. I think there might be some uh ref calls that might go their in, in their way or some controversy well, to take place. All, all of y'all are wrong. Two things. <laughs> Two things. One, Chivas uh, Tigres gets the uh, gets the second leg. The last time they played in America, they won three zero. America is going to be ridiculously jet lagged, especially if they play. We we've already talked about they're going to make the semifinal because every time they play, they're bracketed against the year. I mean, Atlanta. Remember when Atlanta was playing Barcelona and they actually scored and they were ahead one zero. Remember that? I guess no, because everyone remembers that Barcelona won the game three one. And they had, and then Hobbit had a chance to go two zero. I'm watching it right now. Well, that's hilarious. It's the name the Portis. And then Hobbit had a chance to make it two zero, and he missed. And then the rest is history. So, uh, at the you know, Antigonus and Franklin are just you know they 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 are they're the ones that have momentum. They're they're, they're coming on strong. Uh, I think it's just they're just going to be too much for for Fernando kind of that that uh, Laborda will then uh, promptly resign and uh, not not coach the team next season. But he did get he did get it. He'll he'll go to Fernandez and put his arms around his waist and you know, like like hockey ball guys. You know, we'll always have carrots. We'll, we'll always have you. And that and, and that'll be the end of uh, of Laborda. I'm the one to write. But we'll talk about this more uh, next week. More next week. And, and the weeks that follow. Because the game is not till the 22nd. So we got like two weeks. To, yeah. But in that, in that time, the Medicare will hopefully will still be playing in Japan. I'm sure Tigres is thinking the same thing. All right, gentlemen. Yes, Cheekies. Oh, last thing. That would be some major failure if they, if they do really bad in the. And the Mundial de Clubes, and then lose the title. <laughs> Man, humiliation. But what if they win the Mundial de Cules, man? <laughs> the Cules? <laughs> Barcelona? Barcelona? The, 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 I was going to say it, something else, but. <laughs> oh, well, that, that is how they cut their name. No, it'll be a, I, I'm I'm actually happy uh, and expecting to be watching those games. Hopefully, I think they're gonna be like at one in the morning, right? One in the morning for us, like eleven for you, though. For me, eleven at night, Saturday. Oh, what? Yeah, because you're you're East Co- or West Coast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Sorry, I was confused. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Well, hopefully, uh, like I said, you know, they, they always they always win the games when they come here. When they come to the, you know, the South American team, and they always lose. And they, they've never had a chance to to make. The, I, I, I think they have a much better chance to make the final when they play the South American team than they do playing the European team. So, 
And that even happened to America. They, they, they beat, uh, I think it was like a, a, a team from the, uh, the UAE. And then they played Barcelona and, and, and things got so bad, even Rafa scored. So, oh, yeah. You know, one thing I should mention before we uh, get off the, uh, the air here is that last week, uh, right, right at the end of the show, we found out the news about the, uh, the plane crash in Colombia by the, uh, the Brazilian team. Uh, and uh, help me with the pronunciation of this. I remember we stated that the plane, the, uh, the people had survived, but right because the, because the initial reports were. I mean, and and and, and I, well, I will say this: you know, I'm not necessarily a journalist, but I do know that you got to check at least a couple of sources before you say something. And two, and I, and I saw two people say say the same thing. I'm not saying who it was, but two people did say the same thing that that, that the plane did have. It seemed like like there were survivors, or they thought that everyone had survived. So. Uh, uh, again, you know, we don't want to. Chapecoense. Ch- Chapecoense. Chapecoense. Oh, Chapecoense. Chapecoense. Okay. Chapecoense. Thank you. That uh, you know, we want to make sure we get that moment, especially on stuff like that. We want to get it right, and, and I feel bad that we did. Uh, you know, unfortunately, get the get the news wrong, and it was uh, you know, just an absolute awful tragedy. Uh, I know that uh, at least on our on our Facebook and our Twitter, we certainly have paid our respect and, uh, and sent our condolences to the, to the to the families and the and the city and the club and the country. You know, when stuff like that happens. It's just an immeasurable tragedy, and uh, we uh, hope that uh, you know we certainly would not want to. When well, news like that happens again, we'll be we'll be trying to maintain as much accuracy as we possibly can. So. I didn't want to mention that. But uh, thank you. Thank you, John. No, thank you. Thank, uh, thank everyone for listening. Well, it's another kind of a, kind of a long show tonight. Uh, we'll be back on again next week, uh, Wednesday again. Uh, hopefully, uh, on Wednesday, we'll uh, find, know or find out uh, how, how America does or will do against Iran uh, League and play if anyone will play next week. And uh, it should be, uh, should be a lot of fun. So thank you guys for joining us here on the on the Cantina and Mikey's podcast. Uh, a lot of fun as always. I want to thank everyone that uh, was on our panel tonight uh, with Daniel and uh, Juan, who uh, stepped on for a bit. Uh, My name is John Jigu. Thank you guys for joining us, and we'll talk to you guys next week.